This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Bev's Video Kingdom is intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Bev's Video Kingdom really is brought to you by... What the fuck? What's up, dude? One of my renters broke the toilet again. That dude takes giant shits. I know what I'm doing tomorrow. Why don't you hire a property management company or something to take care of that stuff? Because they suck, and they take 10%. You know, our dude Hank owns and manages Heritage Realty Partners. I think he said he only charges 5%, and he visits each property at least once a month. That's right. He's always posting beers from the road. You have his number? Actually, I do. His personal number is 805-451-5734. Perfect. Now he can deal with my renter's big shits. Heritage Realty Partners. For all your property management and investment needs. This episode of Bev's Video Kingdom is brought to you by Sweet Man Child of Mine Adoption Services. Having trouble feeding and caring for your 30-something son? Does not so little Billy need to find a loving and caring home that will support his weed and porn habit? Isn't it time Joshua had a home with a working PlayStation 5 and a kegerator available to him in a nurturing and loving environment? then you need to contact Sweet Man Child of Mine Adoption Services. When the burden of raising an adult child has become too much to bear, we'll do our best to find a home which can take in your child and give them the love and care they deserve. And while we search for that perfect home, your sweet big boy can stay at one of our fully furnished strip club slash foster home facilities where he'll be able to play with other boys his age, enjoying the types of fun any 30 to 40 year old piece of shit would be happy to do. Upon their adoption, we'll help you change your locks, change the passwords on all of your streaming services, and deal with the grief and trauma of giving up a full-on adult child in order to move on with your own life. Sweet man child of mine adoption service. Because that fucker definitely should have got a job years ago. Dude. So the strippers are the, are the like daycare people? <laughs> they like just take care of them? That's what it is. I like that. They like the strippers are like thinking of these 40-year-old man children as fucking father figures. And they're like... <laughs> Gotta take care of him. <laughs> it's actually it could work perfectly, dude. I wanna be at Beverly's bringing me home with my movies. Just if I'm blind, no reason why. I love this scene. It's got to can grab your favorite podcast. Let's start this thing. Hello, BVK. How you all doing out there? What up? This is Brad. This is the BVK Best Video Kingdom podcast. And first of all, I do want to say, if you are joining us after uh, attending the Catalina Wine Mixer at the State Theater Modesto, Welcome to the BVK podcast. We are glad to have you here. Um, yeah, we were up on stage doing some dumb shit, and now you're listening to us <laughs> on the World Wide Web, or I don't even know. Can you even say that anymore? Does that, does that make Is sense that a thing? to anybody? Our podcast on the World Wide Web. Are we just, just going to gloss over the fact that you started with Allo? Allo. I don't know. <laughs> and if you are listening to us for like the 17th time or the 100th time, we appreciate you as just as much as anybody new that's here, so... Welcome, y'all. It is me, Brad. I am joined by Scotch. Scotch, how you doing? I'm doing well, buddy. How are you? Zach, what is up? 
I think we should mention that uh, the Catalina wine mixer has not happened yet. Yeah. This is, I'm, I'm kind of playing with time right here. Like we did Back to the Future last week. And so I'm kind of like doing a little bit of a time traveling right here. But, you know, that's the way it works in podcasting world sometimes. So we haven't actually done it yet. But thank you so much for coming. We appreciate you. You guys look great. <laughs> you guys were amazing. Oh, I love you guys. Oh, and so were we. So are we. And we're, well, you know what? Nate could not be here tonight. Uh, he is just off on a journey of some sort. I think it's some important journey to uh, figure out how to get back to winning drafts or... He, 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 he looked pretty good there for a couple of weeks and then he went back to his old ways and that just makes me happy. Yeah, so he's off with Aaron Rodgers again there doing he's ayahuasca. On a, he's on a spiritual journey. Yeah, right. Just again. And so replacing him, but always intending to be on this podcast, was our dude from Last Call Brewing, Walter Ramirez. What is up, my man? Hello. <laughs> Oi. <laughs> Copycat. Oi, Walter. Uh, what's up, guys? Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, Step Brothers is a podcast that I... Uh, I always wanted to be on when you guys said you're doing it, so I'm glad that you invited me Invited me back. Well, not only that, but you also make fresh uh, cans and kegs of, of Karate in the Garage, which if you were at the Catalina Wine Mixer, you probably had a few of those and were like, that's one of the best beers I've ever tried, and so you can get that at Last Call Brewing. If you are still hungover from delicious yeah. beers, it's probably the Karate in the Garage because it definitely kicks you upside the head in a good way. Yeah, um, you know, with so. just delicious flavors and mm, tastes. Yes. Thank you. So... <laughs> Definitely our mo one of our most popular beers, uh, Hazy Double IPA, themed after the Step Brothers movie and um, the famous "Who Want to Go Do Karate in the Garage" line. So, it's uh, a beer we've been making for a while now, and uh, I don't know if kicking you in the head is a great endorsement, but but, <laughs> but uh, it, uh, metaphorically, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's a great beer. People love it, and it, it will uh, you'll have a good time drinking it. I guess is what I'll say. All right. Well, if you have not figured it out, we're talking about Step Brothers this week. And this is a movie that uh, I will say I didn't jump on the train from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it, it came out. What does that mean? I, I didn't see it in the oh, theater. Didn't I didn't okay. see it when right. it first came out. Like this is right around the time when um, I had my second child. And I feel like if you're a parent and you have like first kid you can kind of manage some things once the second kid comes around it's like you just stop watching movies and like things for like a whole chunk of years well, you stop just, watching movies for fun you, you watch, yeah, you oh, watch yeah. a lot of movies that are watch a lot of bluey yeah <laughs> oh all the pixar I'm, I'm well versed in all the pixar stuff right. i mean people know that but i will say that once you get you're not going to get out to the theater much you're not going to have a whole lot of time to watch the stuff that you want to watch and like there's a whole period of years where I, like i never just got to Step Brothers until way later like people would say quotes and I would kind of like, oh yeah, kind of nod and, and usually didn't know what the fuck they were talking about. <laughs> Even crying in the garage when it first yeah. came out, I had to kind of ask questions. I was like, okay, what? Oh, oh, they're playing. Okay. I get it in the garage. Oh yeah. Like that movie step, step bros. Like step, <laughs> step bros. bros. Like, yeah. Right. Like step brothers. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. That's what it is. That's, that's what it is. That movie I've seen a few times. So we are talking about Step Brothers. This is uh, Adam McKay. This is when he was still doing like just traditional comedies. This Let's movie comes out. This movie comes out in 2008, and it is a, uh, a Adam McKay directed, Adam McKay written, but you get Will Ferrell and John C. Riley both getting writing credits as well. I'm assuming whether they worked on the script together or if that's just for all of their improv, kind of counting as writing. Right. I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, well, I mean, I know that the three of them worked together on a lot of stuff, and I mean, not only because they did Anchorman and Talladega Nights before, right. before this. Um, they also would do little shorts, like they did the the landlady one. Oh, yeah, little, where, yeah, little girls cussing. cussing yeah, and then uh, that another one called Green Team. That is just absolutely ridiculous. Um, if you have a few minutes, go check out Green Team on YouTube. I think it's College Humor or whatever. But 
So 2008 Step Brothers is a, I, it, it does well. It doesn't do like crazy, crazy. I mean, it's 60 million. Okay. Here's the first thing that I got kind of tripped out about uh-huh. $65 million budget. That's a big, does that big seem wild? Yeah, like, do you, do you think maybe they lied about that, or is that just a bunch of guys getting paid well, since there's a lot of pretty before this? You had, actors. He did uh, old school Anchorman and Talladega Nights before this movie. We're talking about Will Ferrell, so he's got to be a big yeah. Will Ferrell is probably expensive. It's probably like yeah. Will Ferrell's commanding like the most Will Ferrell money he could command right there, right? It's probably true, but that's still a lot. Sixty-five mil. I mean, unless they really, yeah, but if cra- they, getting 20, they really, they really crash the boat? a boat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's about. I'm thinking of anywhere else in the movie where they're, you know, uh, they had to pay for that Billy Joel cover band. I mean, that's probably, true. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that seems high. I, I actually didn't find the budget, and, and uh, that surprises me. Basically, doubles its money worldwide, so 128 million. So it does well right. in the theaters. I will say, like I said. Outside of the people who would kind of quote it here and there, like it just was not in my right. Like, how many of y'all saw it at the theater? Zach, did no. you Scotch? Nope. nope. Walter? I, I saw it at the theaters. Uh, it was also 2008 was my first year in college. So, oh, okay. It was so prime house. time for me to go to the movies and do nothing else but laugh at something. So, I, I did get to see it in theaters in Chico. So, when you go to the theater, like you're expecting, like you've seen Talladega Nights, you've seen Old School, some of those other comedies from the, the, the previous years. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm expecting. Anchorman, um, that whole kind of era of, of the Will Ferrell genre almost. He, he kind of does a lot of similar things in all his movies, but at the time, I think even now, they're all pretty hilarious. Okay. So, yeah, I walked in expecting to see something really raunchy and really funny, and, and uh, I, I was not... Um, disappointed so when, when you leave the theater are you thinking like this is one of the, my favorite comedies of all time or was it like this was good on par with other things or how did you feel about it i wouldn't say that i thought it was one of my favorites of all time since then i think it's grown on me as something i go back to a lot more because it, it's hilarious and it's a, a movie that I, I quote pretty often i think a lot of people quote it pretty often i mean we named beer after one of the quotes <laughs> in the movie so um but leaving the theater i, I definitely thought Oh, I, I want to watch that again. Like it was a good laugh. Like I left feeling like I laughed a lot. Had to be a fun experience in the theater with everybody else as well, right? Oh yeah. The yeah. If, what I remember is the theater was just kind of uproarious with laughter. Right, it, it, hit after hit after. There's so right. many good lines and good scenes in this movie and good gags that I thought that it was at the time Will Ferrell's best movie. Mm-hmm. I don't think that anymore, but but I definitely maybe it was like because it was new and it was fresh, right? Uh, but it was definitely something that I, I thought was uh, was hilarious. Well, when you see a big movie like that as a comedy and the, the the theaters just popping and everybody's laughing, like you do miss stuff. So this is definitely I can see what you're saying. Going back to it, you want to go back, check it out. Was there jokes that kind of got laughed over or little one liners that you just kind of missed the first time? And there's plenty of those in this movie for sure, for I, sure. Well, that's why I'm I'm really looking forward to the Catalina wine mixer that has already happened, but really hasn't happened yet <laughs> but i'm looking forward to seeing this in a theater with a bunch of people and actually reacting to it because i didn't get that experience at all right. people that want to see it too right people yes. that know what it is and are ready to yeah it's not, it's not like you know showing your your girlfriend or whatever hey check out this movie and she sits there and th- doesn't think it's funny because it's just raunchy dumb comedy but i i think it's great i but i've never watched it with anybody else i've only watched it by myself i think and i i do enjoy it but I can't wait for the theater experience to laugh with other people. It was great. It was great. Yeah. So it, it, this is like the last like big <laughs> Will Ferrell movie. Like if you look at his things, you got the other guys comes out in 2010, a whole bunch of TV, whole bunch of TV producing stuff. The campaign is well, part of the campaign. He is part of the, I mean, later, yeah, but, but that's not a big movie. 
It, this, so th this does bring up, this is right on that cusp of where people talk about the whole, did comedy die, this and that. Like this is, this is right in that era of when people start to question like, can they do comedies like this anymore? And I, I, I think the answer is yes. Like there's a couple things, obviously, a uh, uh, couple gay slurs in here that are probably, they're not going to fly nowadays, right. but yeah. it doesn't change the movie by any means. Like, they're also unnecessary. It's like, it's yeah, not like it, it's something you could, you could throw six different words there that are just going to be still as funny and, and you're good to go. So mm -hmm. it's not really, I think something that can't happen. It's just, I, is, is, does Hollywood think that people don't have an appetite for this movie anymore or these types of movies? Is that what it is? I don't know, man. It's, it's weird because you're right. This type of movie just doesn't seem like it happens anymore at all. And even if they are careful with the language or the terms they use or whatever, there's just this fun, silly comedy stuff just doesn't happen anymore. And I don't know why. Jennifer Lawrence just came out with one. Oh, that's right. That's like a raunchy rated R comedy. Um, and that's the first one I can think of in a while. You how know did, what I mean? How did it do? I don't think it killed. Well, they and, and well, Holmes and Watson was was uh, uh, John C. Riley and and Will Ferrell getting back together. Well, which I didn't see it, but it sounded like it was not great. It's trash. It's 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 from what I saw. It's, it's like the worst movie. But you, so you saw the whole thing, Walter? Yeah. Well, uh, I I wouldn't say I saw it all the way through because I turned it off. But it, it it seemed like it was Will Ferrell and John C. Riley saying, "Hey, remember we did that other one." that's the only reason you're going to watch this yeah. yeah and then because like, it didn't stand up on its own at all and it, they also like tried to do like it was like more of an action like cgi-ish stuff too like they had like a whole bunch of action elements to it which this doesn't at all which again makes me wonder how they spent 65 million dollars <laughs> yeah there's not a lot of cgi in this one at all yeah that that kind of r-rated raunchy comedy you're right it, it does does that because i was thinking back in tropic thunder was released like a month later in okay. 2008 which is the same vein of film uh, and then it, it kind of starts with the hangover is what the next year, I think 2009. Um, so but after like 2010, 2011, there's not a ton. And, and not, especially rated R. There's like some, some PG-13 ones, but I guess that's kind of out of our wheelhouse since we're old men now. Yeah, I guess Bridesmaids is 2010 or 2011. Yeah. And Where the Millers, I think, is one that, that was a pretty pretty funny one that was rated R. But there's yeah, not a ton of them. We are the Millers like make any money? I, I don't oh, know. yeah, I don't know. The, yeah. I don't know that. So just real quick, I, I looked up No Hard Feelings, the Jennifer Lawrence movie, and it's at $82.6 million. came out end of June. So Okay, that's, that's okay. a decent amount of money. I mean, nowadays, yeah. I, I couldn't imagine it costing too much. Yeah. Unless they paid her like forty million or something. She gets in a fight on the beach, uh, fully nude, and it's like a couple minute long scene of her fighting people completely naked. <laughs> 40, 40, 45 million dollar budget. Yeah, twenty five. money. I mean, how many investments can you just double your money like just about instantly nowadays? And it seems like there are still people who want to see that type of comedy. Right. And I, I bet it does well once it gets to streaming, too. It'll, it'll, oh, it's going to sure. be something that a lot of people are going to catch. Yeah, but then again, like, how does that even work? Once it goes to streaming, is it like Spotify payments? You know what I mean? Like, how much are we getting from Spotify lately? So well, I, I think that's why the, the strike <laughs> is going on It's right yeah. yeah. <laughs> trying to figure out exactly. how, who's that money go to and, and how do you get that guarantee? Because back in the day, the DVD sales were always going to be big huge. Back end, right? Always going to be huge. And you know, if a movie did this much here, it's also going to do this much in the, in the, in the, or they end. find a new life on like, uh, on like DVD. You know what I mean? Like right. certain movies, they do bad in the theater and then they just kill for DVD sales to like college kids or whatever. Yeah. That doesn't really happen with streaming. I don't think. And we also got to talk about, I mean, AI is, that's the big concern now is like, can you just take a bunch of scripts that Adam McKay's written, plug them into a, and, and AI and kind of figure out, Oh, this is how it works. And, now we can just do that and then have a few 
cheap writers kind of adjust it, it yeah. and 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 now we've got a movie and that's that's a big concern well, as well i mean and it's funny because you think ah oh, well we're so far away from that well i literally did that with my commercial about an hour ago had chat gpt crank one out and i just went through fixed it up cleaned, changed, it, up changed, a cleaned it up and in about 30 minutes i had a dumb commercial so and that was zero effort don't don't, <laughs> don't tell people that we're gonna <laughs> peek behind the curtain <laughs> So Joaquin Phoenix claims he's uh, seen this film more times than any other film he's ever seen, which is pretty wild. That's a fun fact. Wow. That's wild. And it's kind of related to that That uh, just in the theaters right now, Oppenheimer's out, Christopher Nolan's newest, and uh, go see it if you have not. It's a great movie. But he uh, was saying that Talladega Nights is one of his favorite comedies of all time. So, oh, he was on Rich Eisen's show when he yeah, said that. Yeah, he, he said it, and Rich Eisen was losing his mind because right. he was even quoting it and stuff. So, uh, yeah, I mean, these types of comedies, Will Ferrell is something special. Um, if you've never seen, like, on YouTube, when he got a, uh, he was given, I think, by Adam McKay, a gift of the, like, security outfits for the Lakers, and he wore it at a game one time he puts it on and he goes and stands out on the court like at, at timeout and he's just standing there staring at the crowd like just completely like straight faced and then Shaq was there at the game and he ends up kicking Shaq out of the game because nice. Shaq said he was about to leave and he's like hey you want to come over and uh, kick me out <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> so, see again don't tell people that part it's just YouTube like you can check out Will Ferrell just doing weird things he did this whole baseball thing he is a, he's a very interesting character he is. He's also very polarizing because I know people either love him or hate him. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's one of those things where he does his whole, you know, he definitely does his yelling thing. That's kind of his thing. And I know quite a few people that just don't like it. I, I love it. I think he's everything he does is funny to me. If you if you're a, a new BVK listener, if you go back in some of our drafts, we did draft the most memorable Will Ferrell characters uh, quite a quite a ways back, so you can go deep into the archives for that one. For Anchorman, maybe. Yeah, might, yeah, yeah I think that might have been it. Yeah. That might have been it. So we did Anchorman, and we also did uh, the most memorable Will Ferrell characters. So uh, should we call Adam McKay in and well, have some uh, conversations? You got some more to add before we move on, Scotty? How did you how did you watch it, and how did you find it? Like, how, did you did you think it was funny this time around, or so um, originally? I, I just word of mouth and I finally just got around to watching it. And again, like, like Brad was saying, I got tired of hearing quotes and not knowing what the joke was. And, um, I am a Will Ferrell fan. And, uh, so then I remember the very first time I watched it, I didn't like it. Like I actually, and again, sitting by myself, watching the movie built up, hyped up. And at one point, and I'll talk about this later, I just, turned it off because like this is not funny you heard dale's drumming and you were like fuck this <laughs> well, th yeah. there's a certain age i think you get to where you kind of like if you don't get in the right frame of mind for you you can 100%. easily be like god damn these guys are assholes like yeah. what the fuck is wrong with these people absolutely i just i just was not in the head, right headspace for it then i don't know when it was like it wasn't that much longer long after that it was like maybe six seven months after that i go Okay, shit, it's on again. I'm gonna try again. So many people keep saying it's it's so great. I must have been in the perfect headspace for it, and I fucking loved it. There was just I don't know why. It just it literally clicked, and I just laughed my ass off. And I go, okay, I get it. And then now when it's on, I if, if it comes on, I start watching. It's a great like remote drop movie, right? Absolutely. Like, uh, you, if I know you don't, <laughs> no one really surfs cable anymore, but hey, that's there. 
and you just kind of no matter where it is in the film i think you guys have talked about this a little bit before on the pod you just put the remote down and it's on in the background or so the second time i've heard that reference remote drop rich rich eisen actually we were just talking about he was he he that's where i heard it the first time that's what they call and it. when he asked uh, christopher nolan that question he said hey what what's a movie that's a remote drop for you so like when yeah, he when said you're going and roadhouse yeah. comes on you're like yeah like, yep, leaving it on yeah. Yep. Yeah, it doesn't matter where you are in the movie you just or for me, what that is now in streaming is, oh, I've, I've got to pick up the house a little, maybe do the dishes. I want something on in the background. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's an easy one to click on because it's on my recently watched. Brad so. calls those Christmas present wrapping movies. Oh, yep. okay, yeah. If, if Whatever you're going to be like doing that type of chore or whatever, you're just like, I'm going to put that on while I'm doing that. And I don't need to pay attention. I just, I know it by every beat. Shout out to Brad's wife watching Love Actually for the 8,000th time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or my mom watching Back to the Future 1, 2, and 3 back to back to back. She, uh, she'll, she'll go after it. Um, my, mine's terrible, though, for my remote drop is like, Boogie Nights, it could be the very beginning. I'm just like, shit, now I got to sit here and watch. And this is like a long <laughs> It's a long movie. watch. <laughs> it takes a little while. All right. So should we get him in here, Adam McKay? I, oh, I, I should say. So I said I didn't see it from the beginning. I never really caught it early on. And then the first time I saw it, I think Scott was kind of like you. Like I was kind of by myself just like, eh. And I don't. I, th- I might have even turned it off. Like not because like oh I, I hate this. It was just like, oh, I got something to do. So I'll, I'll watch this later. And never really went back to it. And then... Probably a f- couple of years ago, I finally sat down and watched it, and I was like, "Okay, I get it now. It yeah. makes sense." And I and I'll talk about it uh, later. Back uh, Shag's Night Body Bag. There's a couple of feelings about it, but now it's one of those like you said. It's you can throw it on and just like, okay, I know what's going to happen, right. and and I know what to expect, and it's it's definitely a, a, a wacky comedy that deserves all the credit that people right. give it. And it was so much fun to watch with all those people at the Catalina Wine Mixer. Oh, God. It was so much fun. <laughs> God, it was fun. You guys it? were the best. Like, I mean, people yelling out lines. Oh, man. When when the Pony Boy line dropped, everybody. <laughs> they gold Pony It was boys. great. So it was good. great. All right. So we're going to bring in Adam McKay, and we're going to talk uh, about Step Brothers. So let's go ahead and do that. Pull up a chair and grab yourself a drink. We'll hypothesize what directors think. Sometimes get a guess Makes us look good Let's drink, laugh, and pretend We know what we're doing Drinking with the director Brought to you by Last If you guys listened to last week's episode Zach threw out a little promise That there might be a little special guest and just want to let you know, he's letting you all down. We do not have a special <laughs> guest this time Shit. around. Who did I say was going to be here? You didn't say. You, you oh. left it, you left it uh, <laughs> that there might be some special guests. And uh, Walter's here? We, uh, no, Walter's God not damn, the special why are you guest. Walter's, Walter like, Walter's like, he's like part of the family. Like, he, he's not special. You're not special anymore, Walter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you never think you are, you're never disappointed. So there you go. What I'm saying is that we have, if you're new to BDK, we, uh, uh, we do Drinking with the Director where we hypothetically talk to the director but you know at times we we have talked to the director we've talked to the main actors in some movies uh so you can check out some of our old episodes but today we don't have anybody from the stepbrothers movie damn i don't remember saying there was going to be a special guest that i really do that <laughs> it might have even been for the kelly and a wine mixer but <laughs> oh now, yeah that's what i said that, now maybe i'm spoiling I said that somebody <laughs> <laughs> I said somebody happened. special was going to come to the Catalina wine mixer. Oh, that can still happen. Or that, maybe it did happen. The lie detector test determined that was a lie. 
<laughs> so uh, Adam McKay, uh, he is now kind of turned into more of a uh, uh, a very critically acclaimed director, which is an interesting kind of transition from yeah. going from like really kind of what would be considered dumb comedies into now creating some movies that are very uh, important. Uh, almost historically, uh, he went with Vice. He did uh, well. The Big Short was before that. Okay, The Big Short. Then he did Vice, and then he does uh, Don't Look Up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's done some movies now that are are kind of uh, putting their finger on the pulse of society. Mm-hmm. Um, so a little bit of a stray from what's going on with Step Brothers. It kind of feels like uh, Jordan Peele in a way, getting away from comedy, yeah. and going into the serious stuff. And he, I mean, he went to horror and and stuff, but kind of a similar thing. And you know, Adam McKay started off at you know Saturday Night Live mm-hmm. you know, way back when, and then just ripping off these amazing comedies like Anchorman, Talladega, and this. And yeah, then next thing you know, he's doing the Big Short. That's just kind of a definitely a, a right turn. And all of them have a very interesting style, like a very kind of like uh, uh, satire, tongue in cheek, with a lot of humor as well, but also some important messages as far as uh, the economy or um, the environment, etc. So some pretty interesting choices. Did, did McKay make as big a steaming pile of shit as Nope? He did not. Did. Oh, Actually, I haven't seen hard. any of the serious movies, to be That's honest. Hard. Oh, my God. Oh, you have never seen Get Out? No, I, I, never, I, no, I, I was talking about McKay's, oh, McKay's series movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. saw Get Out, yeah. I, I was just saying that you, you compared him to, uh, to Peel. And I was just saying. That just, Note movie is such a piece yeah, of dog shit. Yeah. Wow. That's Get at me in the hot match. Shots fired there. It's fucking terrible. He was a part. Any time that I can, even when I'm listening to to the pod on my headphones at work and I can wiggle in a Marvel reference just because I know how much you guys love it on the pod. Marbles. Um, talking about but <laughs> Yeah, you know. Is that uh, McKay also wrote eyes. for Ant-Man. Oh, um, so okay. the tone of that movie was a bit different than all the other Marvel Absolutely. movies that had came before it. Yeah. Because it had a bit more of a comedic kind of vibe to it and Which it he was a writer on that. With so. Paul Rudd. Yeah. I mean, definitely. Yeah. When you write for guys like Paul Rudd or Will Ferrell do you write like the line and then in parentheses just do your thing. Paul Rudd voice. <laughs> it just says Paul Rudd and says whatever Paul Rudd says. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the, that's Paul, the line. Paul ad libs. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's the first thing I would want to talk to Adam McKay about. And, and I think we had the same question when we were talking about Anchorman. It's like when you're filming a movie like this, obviously there's a ton of takes. And like you can go to outtakes, and there's so many outtakes of lines that they say in the movie where they're trying different things. Like the whole scene where they're at the very beginning at the wedding. And they're each kind of like you're saying, like their little thing. Like they have like 17 different takes they do right. of what they're going to say. Or when they're firing back and when they're laying in bed that first night, like firing back and forth the insults and stuff. Like how many, you know, didn't get used? Yeah. And so it's like, I mean, you're going to, you know, you're going to use up a lot of footage. Maybe that's why it costs 65 million because it's like, damn, that's a good we've, point. Got, yeah. we've got all these like, uh, uh, all this footage now that we have to pay for because they're, they're just ad libbing constantly. So right. I don't know. Do you think. The movie changes like that's I guess my question would be how how much does the movie change as you're starting to get into it as maybe like an idea comes up like oh shit we should try that and it's like does it start to shift because you could see in this movie like things like the Gardaki like with the the little bullies it seems like it comes out of nowhere right like was that just an idea like oh what if we had like these these kid bullies like that just seems like it could have been tacked on. Maybe that's where the budget was the and stunt kids to get beat up. <laughs> some of the a lot worst, of parents off. Some of the worst stunt work I've ever seen when he's like going around on the fucking uh, half of them are smiling. <laughs> just like jumping backwards. <laughs> and there's one dude that looks like he's like about 40 that jumps back to you. I noticed I was like, okay, that dude doesn't like a kid. What's going on here? Yeah. I mean, when you're dealing with a, a director like with like Adam and, and then with Will Ferrell, so they're both their backgrounds are Saturday Night Live. So they are probably just 
woodshed in this thing constantly throughout. And um, John C. Riley wasn't really a comedy guy until he got involved with uh, Will Ferrell in, in Talladega Nights. Like he was more of a serious, you know, he did a lot of serious parts and bit parts here, and they're not like just straight up silly comedy and stuff like that. But Boogie you Nights can tell is, that he's is funny serious, but also like it's so silly in the same vein. Like yeah. he, you can see those comedic chops in Boogie Nights, which is weird because. Yeah. When he is he and Marky Mark are playing off of each other, like trying to like talk oh, about yeah. like the weightlifting and stuff, it's like it's very funny. Yeah. When it's trying to be serious, but it's like that kind of adds to the movie. Right. The the other question with Adam McKay is is wait 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 to answer your question first of all, I don't think they changed the plot of the movie for the ad libbing right. Like so you get like a set of parameters. You're like this right. is the story. This is what we're gonna do ad lib within that. Like I don't think the I don't know if Will Ferrell could say something funny enough where they're like fuck we're adding a scene. You know what I mean? Do you think so? I that I mean that would be a good question. That'd be fucking wild though. It's a great question. If he was here, we'd ask him. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other thing I'd want to ask him is that he has been on record saying that he wanted to do this as a serious movie first. I'm like, what does that mean? And did you have other actors? <laughs> does that look like? Did you have other actors like in mind if you were going to try to do this as a serious movie? Like, what is that? Yeah. Like, what what do we what do we mean here? Like, what what was that idea? Jason so, Siegel and Seth Rogen are like the two brothers. And it's like they're seriously like stunted, like, yeah. and it's like they're dealing with like the emotional issues depressed. of the parents, and like yeah. they're like freaking out, like can't get them out of the house, and yeah, um, I don't think I'd want to see that movie. I would. That sounds dope. <laughs> I knew you Judd Apatow directing. <laughs> I, I went even about four hours long. I went even further to the serious thing, and it would be like Joaquin Phoenix and you know Eric Bana or something, because it's a right. serious film, and it's just not in in any way the same movie. Ari Aster directing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, my, man. So my, my big question would be, so the latest thing that um, Adam McKay is working on, he's a producer, and he directed one of the episodes of Winning Time um, the, about the Lakers. Dude. And which is pretty much directly the reason why he and Will Ferrell are, are not together. and They don't work together anymore. They broke up their production company. And what happened was um, Will Ferrell is a lifetime Laker fan die hard and he wanted to be Jerry Buss and apparently Adam McKay said that he could be Jerry Buss but then they started thinking about it and realizing he doesn't really look like him he's you know didn't and the think other he, guy's amazing right and somebody else was was involved um uh there was another actor that actually got hired on but didn't like the the breaking the fourth wall uh Michael Shannon was actually um gonna be Jerry Buss first um and then he ended up he didn't like the fourth wall breaking, quit about two weeks before they were gonna start filming. And so he went to John C. Riley and Adam McKay said his, his biz, biggest mistake was he hired John C. Riley and John C. Riley called Will Farrell and told him. He didn't know yet. So he didn't <laughs> let Will know first. Right. And that pretty much ended it. So something I would like to know is like, does he think does he really think that if he told him that their friendship could have been salvaged, or do you think it was just, is it just Will Ferrell just being like butthurt because he didn't get to be Jerry Buss like he really wanted to? So that's kind of something I'd kind of want to know a little bit because he always says that he goes, I handled it wrong, it did not end well, and it's my fault. Well, I'm going to go out right here and just say it that Adam McKay used Will Ferrell to make his career so he could do the movies and the shows that he wanted to, and right. now he's just tossing Will Ferrell's side. So <laughs> that's pretty bullshit, Adam McKay. He's probably got a You were here right now, I'd, I'd probably punch you. Yeah. He's got a bunch of money. He can walk down any street in America. No one knows who the fuck he is. Yeah. His life sounds pretty dope. Dude. Will, Will Ferrell can't leave his fucking front yard. With all, I know, like, <laughs> all I know is, is winning time, John C. Riley is 
amazing as Jerry Buss. So good. It's dude. so good in that show. I don't support anything that supports uh, Los Angeles sports teams. Just you so haven't you, know. you haven't watched it. Huh? <laughs> no, it's really, I actually haven't. It's really good. <laughs> it's really dope. Walter, did you check it out? Did you see the... the I have not seen Winning Time, um, mostly because I, I want to do everything I can to avoid caring about the Los Angeles Lakers. But, yeah, yeah. Um, but I've heard it's great. It's a man of I've heard it's awesome. Uh, I, I've heard that it's done really, really well, and uh, a podcast I listen to talks about it all the time. So I know that it's it's well done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, just, I, haven't, I haven't got around to it. Have you seen Vice or... or, or uh, yeah, yeah, I've watched Vice. Uh, I watched... I did not watch Don't Look Up. Uh, I haven't seen that yet. I know it's on Netflix, uh, but I haven't taken the time to sit down and see it. It's okay. I have a, a, a former colleague who uh, uh, was an economics teacher, and, and she was asking about, I'm, I was department chair, and she's like, can I show Big Short in class? And I was like, I don't know. I don't think so. And there's a strip club scene I know for sure. I was like, <laughs> I don't know if we can do this. So hey, I'm going to, I'm just going to go ahead and say no. I'm pretty sure your dad showed Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Well, you know, that. that's, that's, that's the eighties. We watched, we watched I'm sorry. That was the seventies. <laughs> it was on a reel to reel. The big shorts, another, another movie that if it's on, I, I just leave it on and I, and I watch it. I really I haven't watched that. It's done. Yet. It's done really well. Well, anything else for Adam McKay? No, you're doing great, buddy. Yeah. Good job. Do you, now, do you, I guess the, the final question would be, does he ever plan to go back to the comedy? comedy? Like, yeah. Is he ever going to do it? Because, I mean, he, there's, there's comedy embedded in all of his recent movies. He's it's got, just a matter of, will he go back to something as just a broad comedy like Step Brothers? Yeah, and it's sad when... I mean, it's great that he's doing serious films and, and critically acclaimed and doing great stuff, but you know, maybe this is part of the reason why they don't make great movies like this, because guys like this that are masters of it, they aren't doing it anymore. You know, so it'd be kind of nice to have him go back and maybe do something that's uh, decent. I don't know. Are you saying his, other, his newest movies aren't decent? Yeah, they suck. <laughs> Since you've seen zero of them. I've seen none of them. <laughs> I, just, I know they suck. That's why I haven't watched them. That's He's true. working with a lot of firepower, dude. He's yeah. got Will yeah. Ferrell like, all through the beginning, and then he moves on to freaking... DiCaprio and um, Christian Bale. Christian Bale, yeah, yeah. He's he's got a lot of a lot of clout right now. Adam McKay, he can probably pretty much do whatever he wants to do right now, and it'll be interesting to see what, he, uh, what his next big thing is going to be. All right, Adam, get the fuck out of here. Go go apologize to Will Ferrell. Do whatever you got to do. Make up with that guy. Grovel, dude. Yeah, just walk up, show up. He thinks he's too big now. Oh my lord! And you know what? In the way we're, sometimes we <laughs> start. He's leaving because he didn't get a beer. <laughs> we didn't even ask what he was drinking. Oh, he's drinking Will Ferrell's tears. Is what he's drinking. Uh, you know, this is the the this. <laughs> this is drinking with the director, and we usually start with it, but you we're we're going to go ahead and end with it today. I like it. We are drinking with the director, sponsored by Last Call Brewing, as you heard the promos say. And we're just going to go real quick around the room. And we have the guy who's brewed um, all the beers that we're drinking right now. He's Mm -hmm. sitting next to us. So uh, I'll just real quick give a a, a name and you give a brief description of each of them. Does that work? Yeah, sure. I'm drinking the Forgotten City Dry Hopped Lager. Yeah, Forgotten Cities in El Dorado dry hopped lager. Uh, we, I really like doing dry hopped lagers. A nice, clean, crispy, but it's got a little bit more hop flavor to it. it it's not as as uh, as I don't want to say simple because that that'd be a, a bad term to use. But it is a lot more character to it than your regular kind of lager, light lager or pilsner. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hops really kind of kick that up a, a bunch. And El Dorado is nice and, and, and tropical and fruity. So. Nice, Zach. What you got over there? I'm drinking the uh, the last call. It's called Modelo Two. 
No. <laughs> it's a delicious Alchemy de Oro Cerveza Artisanal. Artisanal. Yeah, yeah that's our, our Mexican lager. We did a collaboration with our mobile canner, uh, our street cart sour release, which we do every 4th of July weekend, um, just lined up with their fourth anniversary of doing business. So we got together with Jose and the, and the crew at Alchemy, and, and we'd never done a Mexican lager before. It's something that he wanted to, to put his name on, so we put put that together, and uh, I think it came out came out pretty solid. It's, it's fucking great. Thank I you mean, five percent. It's yeah. uh, you could probably crush like twenty of these. Do you guys remember the BVK Canning Day? The the guys that were there. That's that's that was oh, a little okay. collaboration with them. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. Nice. That's uh, the company that cans all our, all our beer. So yeah, those, those those guys. Sweet. And what are you drinking, Scotch? Something I, special over there in a very special glass. I out of the Bev's Video Kingdom. Uh, Beautiful glass that you can get at scotchbeck.com, and you can, you can order them there. Um, I am drinking. I've still got a few left, and Walter's probably just wanting me to drink them so before they you know get any older. I'm drinking some BVK IPA, the director's cut. Ooh, delicious. That is a bomb. What was that, Walter? What would we do, that, what would we do over there at uh, Last Cut? Uh, that was a hazy IPA with, I believe, Nectaron, Azaka, and I want to say Eldorado hops, if I remember. It's hard to remember because it was so it long was ago and Mosaic. they should have <laughs> drank <laughs> already. Mosaic you guys, was the first so one. <laughs> the Hoist and Heavies guys did the same thing. I was on their podcast uh, They're like, tell recently. us about this. No, no. what I mean is they, <laughs> they pulled a beer of Hoist and Heavy Haze out. It's a year previous. old now. And yeah. I said, There's no way that, no, that's not good. That's that's not how it's good. Be. Dude. Beer's Don't good. hold on to it. Um, Walter, but, Walter. So, Walter. Yeah. I have a can of the first BBK oh, IPA. God, just don't ever drink in, it. In it's, it's nostalgia. Don't ever drink it. Okay. It's in the back right yeah, now. I, when I pulled this one out, it was yeah. behind it. I go, oh shit, I still have one. <laughs> the first original ones, which is, is that a year and a half ago now? That, it's longer yeah. than it's, yeah, what well, we've. No, no, because it's been annual. So that's two yeah. Januaries ago. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, quick shout out to Ed and Josh from hoisting. (laughs) Quick shout out to Ed and Josh from hoisting heavies. Uh, It's a great beer podcast and they are now putting out more episodes. They, they had a little hiatus for a little bit, Mm -hmm. but there is going to be a a release party. I believe the day before the uh, Catalina wine mixer, August 11th. Yes. uh, Hoist and heavy haze version three will be out on, on the 11th of August, uh, right before the Catalina wine mixer. We're going to, the release party uh, that's also celebrating both of their birthdays. Their birthdays are at the beginning of August as well. So we'll, we'll have perfect a- August 11th. If you're looking for something to do, um, go check that out. I'm not at gonna, last or, call. Or if you're already there, because room. you know you've, it's passed. I guess I don't know where we're doing with time now, but uh, this is coming out before that. So <laughs> we just had. I just wanted to welcome listeners who might uh, uh, have heard about us at the Catalina Wine Mixer. You know, this might be the first episode they're listening to. So we're trying to. You know, we're just playing with time here. That's what we do on on BVK Podcast. I'm not listening to Hoist and Heavy's <laughs> podcast until Ed grows his hair back out. This is fucking aggression. I saw that stand. That picture just, yeah. I didn't know who it was at first. It's kind of sad. And, and then the, the craziest thing is that right after he did that, and if you listen to the recent Hoisting Heavies, you'll find out that right after Ed cut his hair, he broke his ankle in a softball game. <laughs> Damn. He lost his power. Yep. <laughs> so that, that's what happened. That's what happened. That's how it all went down. He goes so. from a guy that would sell you LSD to a guy that would fucking sell you LSD and then arrest you because he's a fucking undercover cop. (laughs) (laughs) Zach has no uh, uh, actual experience with that. That's just what he (laughs) (laughs) All right, folks, uh, we're going to move on to our next category. Uh, So we'll see you in just a little bit. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, listeners, and welcome to Quad Pro Quo. Right now, you are probably thinking to yourself, oh, great, another movie podcast. Well, dear listener, you would be right. But throw in a couple of marriages, decades-long friendships, and a shared property line, and you have just another movie podcast with a shitload of drama. Inspired by the iconic quid pro quo scene in Silence of the Lambs, Each week, one of us will pick a movie. It could be a childhood favorite, a classic film noir, an Academy Award winner, or a complete dumpster fire that brings joy to that person's heart. The selector's objective? To get us to love, or at the very least, not hate their pick. Will our marriages, our friendships, and our neighborhood survive? Find out each Thursday on Quad Pro Quo. Bev's Video Kingdom is brought to you by livingwithyourparents.com. Are you tired of adulting, bills, and the never-ending responsibilities of living on your own? Well, we've got an incredible solution for you. Welcome to the world of eternal comfort and care where you can live with your parents forever. That's right. Say goodbye to rent, utility bills, and that empty fridge. Imagine all the money you'll save. More vacations, hobbies, nudie magazines, and the latest gadgets are now within your reach. And don't forget about the free services. Your mom will cook all your favorite meals and keep your laundry fresh and folded. She's got it all covered. And your dad? He might grumble a bit here and there, but trust us, he loves having his little buddy or princess living there full time. I mean, that's why the old man works, right? So why bother with the hassle of adult life when you can embrace the joy of eternal family bonding? Experience the peace of mind that comes with knowing you're never alone and that your loved ones will always have your back and pay for fucking everything. So say yes to living with your parents forever and start enjoying the countless benefits of never leaving home. Visit our website or call to learn more. Livingwithyourparents.com. It fucking rules. Dude. (laughs) It's just the other perspective. Yeah. Sounds pretty nice, doesn't it? I think we should do this. I did it in my 20s, but I think everybody don't want to talk about that right now. I'm ready. Is it a one-night stand or do you hit it with a shovel or take it home to mom and dad? It's like fuck, marry or kill. It's Shag Snack Body Bag. It works on that one, Scott. It finally works. The fucking shovel, hit him with the shovel works. Upside the head. Works or you could have just <laughs> tweaked it just to hit him with the symbol. Yeah, that too. That's true. Yeah. Dude, I would not want to get hit by a symbol. Those things are fucking... <laughs> hit him with your nutsack. Oh. Did you guys watch the uh, the uh, Dave Grohl, the uh, Foo Fighters horror movie, the Studio 666 Oh, thing? this... Nah. Is it good? Did you see it? Dave Grohl, what? The, the, the Their little crazy movie they Studio made. 666, the horror movie that Foo no. Fighters did. No, I didn't. <laughs> I like how Zach says that. I was like, no, bro. No. <laughs> I watch, I watch I'm real well horror. <laughs> yeah. That's a fun horror. No, bro. But Dave, I, there's, Dave just, Grohl? I think there's a scene where he, he like chucks a symbol across the room. Like, Decapitates. Decapitates. Yeah. That makes sense. Kung Lao style. That's actually realistic. 
it could happen. Now, Dave Grohl serious. actually acts in the movie. I thought it was just like like they kind of like produced it, and it's like random actors. No, the band is in the movie. The band is in the movie. Oh yeah. Okay. Is that about when the drummer dies? Oh Jesus! Oh, <laughs> wow. oh sorry. A little guys. too soon. A little too sorry, soon. Guys. All you Foo Fighter fans out there. <laughs> the things that are okay to joke about on this pod. Oh no. <laughs> There's the nothing things, we can joke the about. The things that are not. <laughs> Scott just looked at me like whoa, bro. <laughs> That's the drummers, like like their little like bond and stuff. Like they they all stick together. That shit was funny. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, real quick, we, we're gonna do a little housekeeping that we kind of missed at the beginning. We let our house just stay dirty, so I'm gonna clean it now by saying we are a part of the Deluxe Edition Network. BBK is the podcast of the year for the Deluxe Edition Network. In case you didn't know that. Uh, and we won that by having a lot of support from all you listeners out there. So we appreciate Wait. you. What? We won that because we have the best podcast on the network, dude. It's <laughs> pretty fucking serious. By based on our listeners appreciating us, right? Based on fucking just pure facts. Okay, well no, <laughs> it is facts. If I could send the little facts emoji right now, I would do that Jeez. because that's what it is. Um, but we have podcasts of the month, which are just about as cool as podcasts of the year. That's but fucking not quite. cute, dude. That's really cute. Yeah. Podcast of the month. It's always fun to be podcast of the month. Our two podcasts of the month are quad pro quo. And also the broken system, the broken system. So we've got two podcasts of the month from the deluxe edition network. They are both great. You should give them a listen. We've got uh, crime, true crime podcast podcast. We've got movie podcasts. We've got sports podcasts. We've got all sorts of just pop culture cod pod cod pasts. pod podcasts, quad past quadcasts about pickles, about <laughs> fucking bananas, about horses, horses. A, yeah. Whatever how'd that horse want. become a barber, right? Yep. Yeah. Something <laughs> like that. Barber horse. Okay, so yeah, that's 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 house cleaning. So now we are shag snogging, body bagging. You're having all kinds of trouble with I your am mouth right struggling. now. Struggling. <laughs> it's been a long day, a long long week. All what right, are you doing? what were you doing, Brad? Why is it long week? You were in uh, you were in Half Moon Bay, living yeah. like the fucking rich people live. And was just, that two weeks ago? Yeah, yeah maybe. That was, I was like drinking yesterday. beers and, and today, drinking distilled liquors with oranges and the ice cubes. Yeah. And they didn't upcharge me, which was awesome. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. That sounds a lot. That, that sounds fucking pretty pissed tough. me off, especially I re-listened to the pod and hearing that whole story again about you getting upcharged for an ice cube just made me angry again. Well, it's just like at least just say, hey, you know, we'll give you regular ice or if you want to pay a little extra, we'll give you the nice right. ice cube. I, mean, I would, I probably would have just accepted it and been like, yeah, I'll get the nice I ice mean, cube. I mean, you go to Subway, you get a sandwich. Every time you ask for guacamole, they say there's going to be extra money. Extra yeah. Extra for that. You I ask guess. for guacamole at Subway? They tell you it's going to cost extra? They make it fresh table side. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds really good. You go sit it's in probably, your little booth and they walk. It's probably over. for sure worth the extra money. <laughs> Sounds so good. Yeah. Why would you get, why wouldn't you just get avocado rather than that, guacamole? Well, I meant avocado <laughs> and you guys are assholes. Squeeze <laughs> 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 some fresh lime. Table side guac at Subway. <laughs> And I was also th I was also uh, thinking about uh, I, I meant Chipotle. Chipotle. I said guacamole. Uh, so anyway, let's. Uh, what are we doing? We should have snag body bag. We are shag snagging body bag, and I want to go to uh, Walter first. This is a, a movie that's dear to his heart. Yeah. So what are you shagging from this movie? All right. What am I shagging? I am shagging. I don't want to pick something too broadly. I'm shagging the Catalina wine mixer. Hopefully Love I didn't it. take fucking, that from anybody. Fucking Catalina wine mixer. Yeah, the fucking Catalina wine mixer. Catalina, Catalina fucking wine mixer. Because it, it came together at the end of the movie. It brings it all back. It brings the family back together. It's a great performance by, by Brennan and Dale. That's what I'm shagging. Because 
also it birthed the Catalina. This movie birthed the Catalina wine mixer, right? It didn't exist, and mm-hmm. then the movie happened, and, and right. we started the event. Yeah, so it's and it's a huge thing, and it's one of those things that like I just love how it just zooms in on each character that you've seen throughout the movie, and each of them are reacting in their own ways, and it's. Just- <laughs> It's so stupid, but funny at the same time because it's absolutely ludicrous that everybody's getting so emotional, like about yeah. their whole si- situation. The, the, the movie. flashbacks where she, he's like a, a freaking centaur, and <laughs> oh, yeah. she's like, like speaking some other language. Yeah. <laughs> so dumb, lumberjack. <laughs> yeah, he comes in as the lumberjack. It's so just great. it is ridiculous scene, but that is that is a great. But you're, but you're right. Culmination it's, for them. It's the appropriate culmination for the absolutely, movie. Absolutely, yeah. I, I remember it was one of those scenes in the movie where just kind of like you just feel good because everything worked out and it's just it's just so great it's a happy ending yeah which is why i'd shag it exactly there you go not for the not for the cover band oh yeah well maybe somebody might be shagging or snagging that we'll see zach what you got what are you shagging here so i watched this movie last night and we looked it up online and i had seen it before and we looked it up online and we were like is this okay for the boys to watch no and we decided (laughs) definitely okay for the boys to watch because my daughter is in uh my daughter is in south dakota for two weeks so oh uh, boy so it was me my 11 she year at rodeo old, camp or what uh literally riding riding horses not at rodeo camp but uh she, my sister my sister-in-laws both live in south dakota so my mother-in-law took my daughter all the way to south dakota and they're riding horses and going to mount rushmore and doing all sorts of cool shit so, nice okay so she's out of the house so we're like can we watch this movie with the boys? They're old. They're 13 and 11. They're totally going to be cool with this. So we watch it. And uh, my 11-year-old lost his fucking mind when Brennan puts his nutsack on the fucking <laughs> drum set. <laughs> and I'm just shagging like potty humor that spans all ages because me and my wife are 40 years old and laughing our ass off jackson is running he gets up out of his seat and is like running around the room he's laughing and disgusted and like i can't believe you're letting us watch this what are we watching (laughs) i will say there's something special about like like whenever like my daughter would go like to a sleepover or something and just be like my wife and i and our son it's like you can throw on a movie that you know that you wouldn't do if the younger one's there exactly and that that is a fun that's ass amazing. experience. So that's what I'm shagging. Just those those potty humor jokes that I wouldn't want my seven year old to see, but my eleven and thirteen year olds were like, "Oh my god, this is fucking." Hilarious. Are they giving you a look like, "Are you sure you should?" Be a thousand this? percent, a couple of yeah. times. <laughs> a lot, lot of f bombs going on. Not the f bombs. They don't care about yeah. they, they. A lot of it they don't care about the sex stuff. They get uncomfortable because they're watching it with mom and dad. Right. You know the, what I mean? the sex in the yeah. bathroom. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There's a couple. There was a couple of uh, skip forward thirty second button uh, right. hits, but oh, so so slow. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Right after that, Lisa goes, and they're just like standing up. And right after that, Lisa goes, fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. <laughs> so slimy. She pees in the urinal, sticks her leg up, and pisses in the urinal. Well, I, I stopped fast forwarding and got the pissing in the urinal part. Okay, I thought oh, that part perfect. was okay. When she Captain Morgan's it, it's that's, awesome. That's a good lesson for the boys. <laughs> that was my shag. That's so good. All right. Uh, I'm going to shag just right following that up. Catherine Hahn. Um, Dude. As Alice, it's just, it's such an incredible performance because she does a whole lot with very little time on screen. She's a scene stealer, man. But every time she's there, she's doing something fucking outrageous or she's saying something crazy. And, And now it's funny when you take it from... Now she's been on a lot of shows. She was on WandaVision. She's been uh, in the the Bad Moms movies. She's been in a lot of stuff now. But it, she was kind of unknown there. And just like just putting in work where you can say this this lady 
can hang with the big boys. Oh, she yeah. can do whatever she needs to do to to uh, uh, it just add to this big crazy comedy. And every time she's on screen, she's just doing something wild. When she starts singing in the car, and he's like, "It's fucking flat, it's flat." <laughs> Twelve hundred dollars a month on singing lessons. She's, she's, just, she's just keeping a straight <laughs> face. She's dead-eyed, looking like you could tell she hates her life. She God, hates, kind of hates her children. She kind of just hates everything that's going on there. It's so dude, fucking the whole, good. The whole thing where she's talking about rolling them up in a bubble ball, ball putting <laughs> yeah. in her vagina. Yeah. My boys were uncomfortable during that whole part too. I just want to know you're up there. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. She's so. I'm so glad you took that because that was uh, what my another option in case somebody took something. Yeah, that's that's my shout. Oh, Catherine Hahn, uh, so just good. a comedic genius especially in this movie 100 um i'm gonna shag just movies with adults doing kid shit you know the, just <laughs> general man childness and and me just kind of going that would be fucking fun it, like just not i'm not saying necessarily real life but being an actor and getting to do all that dumb shit like the karate in the garage like how fun would that be to just be acting like an idiot and, and just doing all this dumb stuff that you really should be doing as an adult. The yeah. scene that sums it up for me is when they're asking about the, 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 the bunk beds oh because they're in there and they're just, <laughs> they're just so uncomfortably excited about it. Like, and you could just see, like, they thought about like, what is it like when you're like eight, nine, 10 years old and you yep. want to do the, it, it's going to be the most important thing you can ever do in your life. And you're just hoping your parents allow you to do it or whatever. And so like, much room for activities. And, and they're just so excited. And then they, 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 they're not seeing between the lines. They want the actual answer. When they're asking yeah. about it. Yeah. yeah so they want the actual yes. answer. Is that a yes? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> so good. Oh, uh, yeah. It's so good. Does your son yeah. know anything about carpentry? Is <laughs> that <laughs> <laughs> a power drill? No power tools. I'm almost done anyways, dad. <laughs> so good. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our snags. Uh, Zach, what are you snagging in this movie, my friend? I just going back to, to Scott's, like the funniest thing, I think like they get the silliest and like the part that was probably the funnest to film was the sleepwalking shit <laughs> where they're just going absolute fucking ape shit. And because they're sleepwalking, they can go like as far as they want. Yeah, right? just make it it's just crazy. so fucking yeah. ridiculous. Um, I'm snagging being claiming to be really good at something but saying that you can't do it i can't do it right now i've got a sore throat or i can't <laughs> i can't fucking i i'm like the best at x but i can't right. do it right now no i can't do it right now because you know i don't have my equipment or fucking you know what i mean i'm nervous or whatever it is like mm -hmm. that is like some of my favorite like awkward people like just like being very like braggadocious and verbose about how good you are at something and then no i can't do it right now yeah no that's silly. Like, oh well, i have a guitar and i know but I, my oh. guitar is a little bit different yeah i'm left-handed and i've yeah. got it in drop d and you know i just i don't think we'll be able to figure that out right now that's I, my fucking favorite thing i may or may not have done that many times <laughs> because you're hella good at that shit <laughs> but you know if i'm not on the right right gear you know how this but if you were like if you were like i'm a marathon runner no i can't run a marathon right now no i don't have my right shoes you know what i mean it's like it's like okay but yeah. <laughs> i like to use that analogy like, talk about me i love that that's so <laughs> like, uh, i can't ever run a fucking <laughs> i can't even run to the mailbox yes yes what's the office the show the office that's, oh, yeah. Yeah. that's funny that just, so scott just said i can't run the mailbox it's not like he's talking about like walking out of his house to his mailbox his mailbox is literally like like 300 yards down the road like 
it's it's an actual real jog. Yeah, that is. Anyway, <laughs> don't judge. Scott I wouldn't do that. We get to the mailbox. Yeah, I, I brought up the office because Will Ferrell does that again in that show in his guest appearance where he's like, "Oh, I could. What is this? Eight feet? Yeah, no, d- ten. I could definitely dunk ten. Yeah, and then exactly. they go down to the warehouse and make him do it, and he like breaks his neck. <laughs> Those, that's exactly what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I can dunk behind my back. Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh no, this these rooms aren't regulation. Yeah, I don't have yeah. my shoes. This floor is kind of slippery. All right, Scotch. I think I know what you're going to be uh, snagging here, and I might be just having to co-sign. You with think you. so? I think so. Well, so. What are you snagging? Anything I'm snagging, I'm snagging John C. Riley. That's what I have typed right here. Oh on my, my screen. gosh, he he just something about him. I love everything he does, and he's he's just funny to me, and he's also just super talented. I just I love him in general. One of my favorite movies is, is Walk Hard, and because he can sing, he he wrote a lot of those songs in that movie. It's not like as ha-ha funny as a lot of movies, but there's just something about his commitment to detail, and it's just a very funny... So I love that, and I love him. And like, check out some of the other stuff that he's done with um, Will Ferrell and Adam McKay, um, some of those funny like college humor, the landlords... Well, he's not in the landlord one, but they do the green team. They do in the fucking stuff. Lakers show. Yeah, and the Lakers show is fantastic, so uh, winning time. I am co-signing. John C. Riley is on my... But I'm going to add a few because Reed Rothschild and oh, Boogie Nights yeah, is yeah. just such a tremendous character. He plays so perfectly like the he's just kind of kind of a dummy but like kind of he, he knows that he's he knows he's a little bit older than and and a little bit more mature than than uh uh Marky Mark and so he's got to kind of show him the ropes but he's also still just complete imbecile like for right. the most part. Um but he also has played some crazier things previously which uh He's been associated with Tim and Eric, and, and I'm going to be talking about that a little bit right. later. But um, Doctor Steve Brule, that, that was the one. Yeah. And if you've ever seen, if you've never seen John C. Riley do Doctor Steve Brule, just look up YouTube Doctor Steve Brule. It's B R U L E, and it is just him being the weirdest person you could ever imagine. And it's so awkward and, and just amazing. And then uh, there's a character named Taquito. I'll talk about in a little bit later from a movie that if you've never seen it, it's. But the, and the, his, the, his serious watching. his serious work is I mean he's just he's just he's a great, great actor. Gangs of New York, Gangs he New plays York. a great role there. Yep. Yeah, he's he's, he's well. And before he around. was before he was uh, uh, the bake to shake and bake, he was also Buck Bretherton in Days of Thunder. That was one of his first actual acting roles. That's right. Yeah. Yep. He was he was like the uh, he was on. Uh, uh, I know was, that because Brad made me watch that movie. I know that was old. <laughs> that's an old basement tape. That's Buck Brotherton was his name. Buck Brotherton, and he was uh, <laughs> he was the son of a famous racer that died. Okay, and he's on Cole Trickle's. Uh, the other crew. guy's name's okay. Cole Trickle, bro. Like <laughs> I didn't know that. that yeah, he's, uh, he's a, Burns. He's in a Marvel movie too, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yep. he's been. Yeah, no, he, the dude has done a lot of stuff. So. We don't talk about that. Apparently, much much love to John C. Riley. And Walter, what are you snagging here? I'm snagging Easter eggs in movies. Um, so in the in the bedroom, there's a Hugelow's Pizza car topper on mm. on Brennan's uh, nightstand, and Hugelow's Pizza, we are pizza, is who he worked for in Talladega Nights. Talladega after Nights. he stopped racing because he had nice. the crash. Okay. So there's just, just Easter eggs in movies in general. I, I saw that um, not on my first watch through, obviously, but when I keep rewatching the movie, whenever it pops up, I, I kind of smile a little because Tyler Diggins is a movie. I can recite line for line from the beginning to the end. Mm-hmm. 
I really enjoy it. And so when, when I see that, uh, the car light topper from Hugo's pizza, I think it's, uh, I just kind of think of Talladega nights. And so Easter eggs and movies is, is something that I'm snagging there. I always feel like that, like as much as like, I would love to be like a movie maker or whatever director, but being able to do that shit, that seemed like that would be the funnest stuff. Like I'm going to plug this in here and like, maybe like 17 fans are going to get it. But at the same time, yeah that's going to be like for them and that's that they're going to notice it. I'm just, I'm not observational enough to notice that shit, but I love reading about it later on Reddit when people are like, right now with the internet. Yeah. Back in the day that used to be a thing where it's like, I mean, maybe only 50 people actually see it and, and it's not going to get spread now with the internet. Of course, they will be like, Oh, here's the top 17 Easter eggs from this movie that just came out like two days ago. Well, and it's, it's references such as like a, a scene, one of my favorite scenes in Talladega nights, he delivers to his dad who he doesn't know is his dad. Who loves pizza? We are pizza. He goes, we are pizza. What does that mean? I don't know. They just they make me say it. I don't know what it means. So it's it's just it's such a. It makes me remember the first time I watched Talladega Nights. Also, so I really like that. I love it. All but right. The well, OG Easter eggs were like. You got to go to the part where the priest is in Little Mermaid. He gets a boner at this time. Like, <laughs> when the dust, yeah, when the dust, the it dust. says sex. Sorry. When fucking, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, and Roger Rabbit, when Jessica Rabbit falls out of the, the taxi. Yeah, like You can see her poonie. <laughs> yeah. Her front butt. Her front butt. Um, you know what, Walter? We're going to go right back to you. We're going to let you. You're, this movie is important. You love it. What are you going to body bag from it? So I... I want to body bag. I don't. I don't love the beginning of the movie. Um, just, just the the way that everything seems so rushed when the the when their mom and dad get together. Mm-hmm. They're at a conference. They meet. They seem to sleep together once, and then they're married. So I get yeah. that the pacing is not super important uh, in this genre of film. But I, I don't love the beginning. Once, I'm, once I'm, we get into the hijinks, I love it. And but when we get to them moving in together, that starts. I, I also really agree. Like I, I didn't, I don't love when he says he's he's doing a speech and he's all of a sudden he's like, put my head between your breasts. Like nobody would ever say no, something yeah. like it, that it, out loud. That that is, and, and again, that's not my body bag. But I am right there with that. Like yeah. that that part, I was like, yeah. it seems like they could have done that a little less heavy handed. That was just right. really. He could have been distracted. He could have said something silly or something, but that was just like, he literally well, said. Yeah, something that like makes her chuckle. Like if he right. says that, she's going to be like, what the fuck's wrong with this guy? Or exactly. even if we start with they're already dating, but they haven't told each other about their adult children. And then that's where the movie starts kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. It just seems very like, hey, these people aren't together. Now they are. We're going to force it really fast. Can I go, can I go next? Yeah. Because sure. I'm piggybacking. Because uh, <clears throat> I feel the opposite way. I like the beginning, but any point in any of these movies, these Will Ferrell movies, where they like try to insert plot points into the fucking thing. Like we don't need a plot. It doesn't need to happen. We just need Will Ferrell. We just need them to, we just need them to end up in a fucking house together and hijinks ensue. That's all we need. We don't need the fucking, all the drama or like the redemption story, any of that. I don't, I don't, I don't need it. That's my, that's my body bag. I want no story. I just want Will Ferrell and fucking what's his name. We know the setup and they just what's yell shit. Name? They yell I shit at each other. Shame on you, sir. It's John C. John C. Riley. <laughs> Both of their snags. John Sriley. <laughs> sir John Riley. So my body bag is, is interesting because, well, Zach referenced it a little while ago. And as fun as it would be to do the sleepwalking scene, the sleepwalking scene is literally so over the top. The thing that made me turn it off the first watch. Are you making me co-sign again? <laughs> I guess so. Holy shit! Yeah. I was gonna go to the sleepwalking yeah. scene. So ridiculous. It it, I, it was literally the, when I was watching the first time. I was sitting there going, "This is the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life," and 
I still don't like it. It's so over the top. It's so dumb. It's more funny now. I, you know, cause he, he, I'm, I'm kind of like saying, Hey, relax. Don't get so serious. There's some funny shit that happens, you know, but again, that's what made me initially hate this movie, but then I came back. The Christmas it, so. tree almost redeems it because they're, yeah. they're doing it together. The fact that they <laughs> right. like come in together, but yeah, but yeah, I, I, the, the sleepwalking for me, it's just, it's like a, a weird SNL sketch. It's just yeah. like, this seems like something they would do on Saturday night live and you'd be like, huh, it's kind of funny, but it just has no place in the movie. It doesn't push the plot forward, which is stupid to say in a movie like this. <laughs> but it's a huge it, plot point, dude. <laughs> they fuck up the kitchen, and that's why the dad's like, "Oh, I want a divorce." Uh, no, they no, don't no, it's, no, the, it's that, the Christmas that comes, one because then he wakes them up and they 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 fight with. They throw him down yeah. the stairs. Yeah, yeah. They, they, that's huge what plot he has to, Oh, that's right. He has to wake him up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. fuck. <laughs> I think it's stupid. Happiest moment yeah. of my life was when I was at the Cheesecake Factory <laughs> 30 minutes ago. <laughs> I love that. Just, well, I feel it sorry for you. It does lead to that. That yeah. was a good line. Yeah. Oh, damn. Just, okay. so the other thing, Maybe I, didn't I have to take it back. As my body bag, the other thing is that they showed the crashing of the boat in the music video. Like Even those two idiots would not have kept that in the video. And like right. he would have known about it already yeah, like previous the to the boat, them showing. No. The and what was, their, what was their, their like we're going to make so much money off this. Don't worry yeah. about it. Like <laughs> we'll, fix, we'll fix that. <laughs> we'll, we'll fix that, <laughs> which we will fix. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So that is shag snag body bag. We're going to continue moving forward with this. How the fuck could we miss that one? It's <laughs> not the right one. Wrong button. I think it's the wrong episode. Hang on. Turn it it's up again. It's halfway through episode. the song. Idiots. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. Perfect time. <laughs> I might have to leave that in. All right. How just, about we move on to get rid of the S on that? Just idiot. Like, uh, nah, I mean I, I blame all of you. <laughs> you don't have those labels. We're not yet? helping me. No. Why Quit would you label them? Walter? So easy. Walter. Why would you label them? No. Do it numerically and make it make a ton no. of sense. Here we One, go. two, seven. You idiots. <laughs> all right, so we gave a lot of love to John C. Riley, and I'm gonna start off with streaming recommendations. Uh, this is where we tell you all about movies that might have some affiliation with the movie or just makes us think about some other movies. So I'm going to go ahead and John C. Riley and actually Will Ferrell are both in one of the weirdest, craziest, strangest movies came out in 2012. Holmes and What's that? No, 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 no. And, and, and I talked about stepbrothers being a pretty hard R. Um, there is a movie called Tim and Eric's billion dollar movie. Oh, and Tim and Eric had a show on adult swim, uh, uh, and it's just, it's, it, they push the boundaries and when they were allowed to do a movie where they could push the boundaries even further, it's just horrible, horrible, horrible. Like you're going to watch it and you're going to be like, why Bro, am I watching this? I've never even heard of these people. Who are you talking about? Uh, Tim, uh, Heidecker and Eric, uh, fuck. What's Eric? Eric Andre. No, 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 no. Who the fuck are we talking about right now? You've they, never heard of Tim and Eric. Tim and Eric never they had, heard. They of had Tim a bunch of web like shorts and and Tim and Eric's awesome show. They had a show. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it was on. That's what it was called. Yeah, Tim. Sounds Eric's, dope. Oh no, 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 no! Trust me. We're gonna sit. We need. Uh, this is a movie. I think I talked about a long time ago on the podcast. I was like, we need to sit down and watch this at some point, just because. Tim and Eric, awesome movie. Tim and Eric's billion dollar movie. Is it okay for my eleven year old? Tom Hanks is in it. 
Tom Hanks is in that it? That doesn't answer that question. Maybe. Skyline Hylum, Tom Hanks. <laughs> but I will say, John C. Riley plays a, a, a character named Taquito. And God damn it, if you just don't feel so sorry for Taquito. He's got a rough life. And he lives in a mall. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> and if you want to know more about John C. Riley living in a mall, so you got to watch it? Tim and Eric's Billion Dollar Movie. Okay. Where's and it? you're going to regret it. 95% of you are going to regret it. But the 5% that appreciate it, you guys can be like, holy shit. I, I, well, how did I never watch now, that? Brad, is, I it, know I'm going to regret it. Is this on the same kind of like plane as like uh, Tom Green fucking Freddy Got Fingered type level? Yeah, very much in that level. Okay. Very it. much in that vein. Uh, Eric Andre, as as Zach was saying earlier, Eric Andre. That type uh, of humor. That type of really. But this is not the Eric that we're talking about. No, no. Different no. Eric. What is Eric's last name? I can't even think of Eric's last name right now. I apologize to Eric. But uh, yeah. Have on any Hulu. Of them, have any of them been canceled yet? No, no. They, 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 Wareheim. Eric Wareheim. Eric Wareheim. There you go. And, and they're oh, of not, course. Eric Wareheim. They're not, they're not like cancelable, but the movie is wild. Okay. Just straight incredible on Hulu. All right. All right. I'm going to watch Check it out, please. Is it okay for my seven-year-old daughter? Oh, <laughs> oh, it's probably not appropriate for the 11 and 13-year-old. Oh, then I'll show it to him. It pushes like if they'll, they'll be like, "Dad, why are we watching this?" Like, I, it's it's got some scenes in it. The ending scene to towards the end. I got oh. in a little trouble for Step Brothers, so I don't think I'll be watching oh, that one with no, them. no, no. This if Step Brothers got in trouble, this would be like an old. No, not problem. bad. She was it was it was cool except for the when she was like, "It's so slippery." <laughs> <laughs> that's right, it's slippery, not slimy. I think we yeah. said slimy. That's, that makes it sound a little gross. Yeah. All right, uh, Scotch. What do you got? Um, so similar type of feel and, and, and a large group of, of man children. Um, I'm going to go with old school, the Will Ferrell joint. Um, he's Frank the Tank in this, and, and uh, it's just a super fun movie. Directed um, by Adam McKay, right? It's not. It's <laughs> 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 that's what I heard, but I, I think that's wrong. I, I, think had, actually, I had uh, heard that about 35 it's, minutes uh, ago. It's Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips, our friend from The Hangover. Hangover, yeah. But um, yeah, it's Todd, su- Todd Philippe. Super super fun movie. Um, I love it. It's on Paramount Plus. Um, if you have a subscription, or you can watch it on Pluto with ads. You can watch it after you watch Yellowstone on Paramount Plus. Is it on that too? I think Yellowstone's on that shit. Okay. Um, I never know where shit is anymore. I have all the streaming stuff because there's like one show on each one that we want to watch. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. I actually boycotted that one because I, I i watched the first episode of yellowstone yeah and then as soon as i was done it said no you have to subscribe and i was like okay fuck you i'm not watching yellowstone first first two seasons are good if you have peacock they're all on peacock now oh nice the cock we the call cock. It. yeah max and the cock so there's your streaming recommendation yellowstone yeah. you just have to have max cock um <laughs> for my streaming recommendation i'm gonna go before brad because he might steal it although i don't think he brad is already went he already went because he's going with some fucking weird guys i've never heard of before <laughs> I am going to go John C. Riley starring in one of my favorite Pixar movies, which is Wreck-It Ralph. Oh, that's a great call. It's good. It's call. Really good. My boys loved it when they were little. My daughter loved it. The second one with uh, with the freaking... Is it the first one or the second one where the, the it's a lot of Sarah Silverman driving the thing? She, she's in both, actually. Yeah. Yeah, she's in both. But the second one's Vanellope Vaughn yeah. Sweets. Yeah. Have you seen the second one? Yeah, it's pretty wild. The, Ralph yeah. breaks the some internet. Great, some great, uh, some great animation and stuff. In and that and the, they had the, the, the Disney princess scene, which is yeah, it's fucking great. And they cross over into a lot of like shooting video games, which my boys were into at the time. So yeah, that's a great series of movies. I really appreciate that one. Available on Disney Plus. 
available yep. on Disney Plus. Maybe. Disney Plus is fucking weird. The shit that they decide to have on there. And like, what? Well, they have a, all the Pixar it's movies. It's a Pixar Some stuff's not on there, dude. Crazy. And that's actually not even a Pixar movie. That's I just a, looked for that Tim That is actually a Disney movie. That's I just looked Disney for Tim and Eric on there. Not on there, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's on Hulu, which is owned by Disney, motherfucker. That's exactly what I was saying. That the Disney Plus didn't want it or what? <laughs> if, if, the, if the Tim and Eric movie was on there and some kid actually came across it on <laughs> Disney Plus and started watching it. Oh my lord, the scandal would be outrageous. All right, Walter, what do you got? What do you got streaming here, man? I've got a couple, um, if that's cool, and it's not any of the ones you guys. Well, Zach said, went so three last week, um, so or two weeks ago. Is it? So. They'll be quick. Uh, one of them is Farrell takes the field. It's from a few years ago. Yes, Will Farrell played. I'm a big baseball fan, um, so played for he, the Mets or something. He played for nine oh, different nine. teams. Yeah, he went oh, nine all different all positions. Spring training games. I think it's 2015 spring training. Uh, so he played a, a position for an inning for nine different teams at he spring training. An inning? He, oh, he, I think he threw three pitches, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and it, it's, it doesn't get a ton of love because a lot of people are like, well, we could have seen more. It would have been a, a cool way to get more insight into spring training, but I think it's awesome. That's on HBO Max. Farrell takes the field. The other ones are a couple more of like the buddy man-child movies, Pineapple Express with Seth Rogen yeah. and, and James Franco. And a due date, which I think is one that not a lot of people have seen. That is hilarious. It's Robert Downey Jr. It's um, Zach Galifianakis. Never saw um, it. Yeah. So Pineapple Express is you can get it on Hulu, and uh, due date you can also get on on Hulu. So they're both there. Owned by Disney. Lots of good shit on Hulu. <laughs> not on Disney Plus. Zach Galifianakis is also in Tim, Tim and Eric's million uh, billion dollar movie. Is he really? Uh, oh, is yeah. that where Between Two Ferns started? With, no. with those guys? No. Oh, on on, on the on the show. It was on Adult Swim, and was it on Tim and Eric's show? I'm not exactly sure. So Tim and Eric, their their, their show was Tim and Eric show. Awesome great, show. Awesome show. Great, great job. Awesome great show. Great job. Great job. Yeah. Great job. yeah. Um, what what's his face? Fuck? Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. <laughs> um, who's the the freaking um, Better Call Saul guy? Bob Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk. Part of that was yes. a part of that whole thing. So yes. yeah, that's right. It's got. Is it a sketch show? Yes. Yeah. It's, yes. Well, the, it's weird of, sketches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. All right, we are going to continue this little journey. We're almost done here, and uh, let's go on. No jet watch for Maverick, Mexico on that goose stick. Iceberg list Titanic, Leo's drawing that nude shit. Jim fucks Nadia like we all thought he should. Ricky and Doughboy get the fuck out the hood. Luke hooks up with Leia just like he's intending. It's time for a reshelf and alternate endings. Dude, I think I think Prestige Worldwide should sign that dude. I think so. I just I'm just sitting here just wondering. We've gone this long. We've we're almost done with the episode. Not one single set of balls has been on that drum set yet. Yeah. It's just sitting there. Do waiting. you want to mic up the the, the kit right now and we and should. just we got the guys from Quad Pro. We could play. We could later to put their nut sucks on it. <laughs> we could do a great trivia contest of whose balls is it anyway. <laughs> Oh, that'd be sick. We take a we picture of a drum. mystery set of balls. No, 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 no. We each, we, each, sound? we each hit the snare the and they got to figure out by the sound whose balls I like were the they? idea of posting on the socials a picture of a nutsack on the drum set and you have to guess which member of VVK's nutsack. <laughs> Would that go viral? And it's I like little, little braids. Demonetized. Little it might go viral for the wrong brad. reasons. <laughs> if, the, if the pubes are waxed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking waxed oh, pubes. Shit. 
Okay, yeah, we're on uh, our good old uh, reshelf it alternate endings, and I will say I did not actually create something for this. So, so, so my my whole problem with the with the premise of the or the, with the end of the movie is that Brennan does a good job at the end. It's fucking bullshit and goes against the whole fucking thing of the movie. He has to fuck up at the end. Like mm-hmm. he never has that. Like it's going great, it's going great, it's going great, and the whole time I'm like. How's he going to fuck this up? Like, he's going to be like, this is a great idea. And then he's going to have like, fucking he should, like flown a chopper. Or something. He should have yeah, flown exactly. a chopper. And then it like takes off the head of like the, uh, the, the Billy Joel. Like, <laughs> something, cover something just absolutely off the wall. Ridiculous has to happen at the very end where they're like, you did so good. And he makes up with his brother and his brother's like, you know what? You're not a complete fucking piece of shit. And he's like, thanks Derek. And they're like hugging Derek. And then, huh? Whatever his name was. Oh, oh, his Derek, brother. Derek, oh, the brother, the brother, yeah, the awkward yeah, yeah. hug. Yeah. Shit, we didn't even talk about the awkward, <laughs> the awkward hug. Awkward hug was really rough. But you know what I'm saying? Like they all <laughs> make up, and then all of a sudden, a second, and then all of a sudden, like the fucking the time bomb that's been waiting to go off goes off, and you realize that Brennan has not done a great job. It's actually terrible, and fucking whatever it is, you got to figure out what the hijinks that ensue are going to be. Right. But you know what? You don't fuck up the Catalina fucking wine mixer. But you that's my do point. Do not do it. You, you don't you make fuck it, it up. You make it happen. But it's Brennan. He doesn't know. He doesn't know he's fucking it up. He thinks he's doing great, right? That's that was like that's us, the whole thing about the these man chops. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> when we took off our underwear on stage and threw it into the crowd, we decided to have a ball contest. We talked about the pod, so why not do it? <laughs> We're like Walter, judge this. And Walter just shook his head. He's yeah. like, "Nope, well, I want no part." Kind of like what he's doing right now. He's just sitting there going, "Nope, I'm not involved." Anyways, I um, think I think that's the way to change the movie. Well, I do have a, I do have an alternate ending, which I think uh, is pretty simple. And you know, of course, in honor of our our boy Nate, who's oh, not I was here, just about to do this. you've Go got ahead. you've got Derek. He tries to like make up at the end and stuff, and, and they they give the most awkward hug you could ever do, and then all of a sudden. The fangs come out, and he's a fucking vampire. Of course, he's a vampire. You he's, think Derek's a vampire? He's, yeah. Seen those abs? Yeah, those dude. Abs those are ridiculous. He, he's been working those abs for like three hundred years. No way, that was an ab double. Those look <laughs> so good. So what? I, what I was gonna say was, so they they do the whole song, you know, and Brendan sings. They get to the big final, does the drum solo, you know, Dale does the drum solo, and then he hits the big note, and then finally from around the corner, Horatio Sands from the Billy Joel '80s cover band. <laughs> comes from around the corner bears his teeth and fucking kills everybody just kills everybody he's yeah. the vampire he's, he's the vampire okay so, step and that becomes dead brother still on i'm in i'm in for all these ideas i think uh i think the best vampire is going to be uh the chick from the office where she just she just comes through and fucking what's her name chick from the office angela isn't that isn't that angela kinsey isn't that is that's not that's not the chick from the office what role the little blonde about- that's not that's not Angela from the office? The no. little blonde. Who's the little blonde? blonde really? That's not Angela from the office? What's which which little blonde? You talking about Catherine Hahn? Yeah, the one the the one that's in love with Dale. No. no. Oh, that's, that's not Angela Hahn. from the office? No, 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 no. Dude, doesn't it look like her, bro? Not in not any way. At so. all. All right, I'm gonna look this shit up right now. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched this shit last night. Google it. I do I do want to just suggest like so. What's let, Angela let, from the office's name? Angela Kinsey. K-I-N-S-K-Y. So Catherine Hahn is if I'm if I'm not mistaken again, <laughs> does Catherine Hahn end up with Dale? I th- I think in a perfect world, yeah, because yeah, even though he breaks up with her and then makes her look at the way right. and runs off, I think eventually is she because she's not happy with Adam Scott. Yeah, yeah, 
So I think six, they go six if months. She was later. blonde. No, no, yeah. I don't see it. Somebody no. on Reddit agrees with I also, you, but I, I also don't think Catherine Hahn's like a foot taller than than uh, Angela. Yeah. Anyway, so She's so I mean, yeah. like. Dale's gonna he's gonna come back around, right? I think I think so. I think she's gonna keep trying. She's gonna keep doing little secret rendezvous, like taking him around the corner. She's showing up a karaoke. She's definitely showing up a karaoke. Oh, karaoke night! Shoving him up her vagina for sure. Oh yeah, he's gonna end up in that (laughs) vagina. Does Adam? Does Adam Scott? Does Derek ever figure it out? Derek's got his head so far up his own ass. Yeah. He doesn't know I don't what, think what the fuck's yeah. going on. He has no idea. He'll he'll figure it out when she stops coming to the vocal lessons. Like, Where's my <laughs> harmony? <laughs> I, I think Derek, I've been working on it at karaoke, okay? <laughs> I think uh, Derek and Rob Riggle got a thing going on inside and yeah. Rob Riggle's like, pow! Giving them a yeah, little pow! For sure. So. Yeah, that's probably where that goes. <laughs> okay. Well, that's some alternate endings for y'all. Not our our most traditional version, but that's that's how it goes sometimes on BBK. I can't believe um, that wasn't Angela from the office. It's blowing my mind. Is that right kind now. Of just <laughs> threw a little depth charge in the whole thing here. It's fucking killing me. Right After now. I I shagged her, I was like giving props. To and Captain the whole time Hall. I was like, and he's not even going to mention that she was in the office. This is wild. <laughs> All right, so this is the uh, this has been Step Brothers, and again, if you just joined us, we've got a lot of episodes. You can see right now, it's like episode one twenty something. Uh, we've been around for a little bit. Go back and listen to some of our uh, your favorite movies have been probably covered on BVK. Check them out. Uh, we've got some great drafts, including next week we will be drafting the most memorable man child slash immature adult characters in movies, and so that's going to be happening next week. So that's the way the BBK works. You've got a movie, and then we'll have a draft related to that movie. A whole new episode next Tuesday. Would Michael Scott, if we were going from TV, would Michael Scott qualify as a man-child? Oh, yes. Um, yeah, 100%. even and this is one time I'll agree that he would fit a lot more than the original Office. Oh, than Ricky? Than Ricky Gervais, yeah, right. for sure. Because he's definitely more of a man-child than Ricky Gervais. Although Ricky Gervais is a pretty good man shot. What are you saying like that? Gervais. 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 Ricky Gervais. Gervais. David Brent. Ricky Gervais. Slapping Gervais. Slapping Gervais. When you guys were playing air drums earlier, I was doing it up here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Super high. All right. <laughs> Hold it up here. <laughs> Ricky Gervais. All right. So, uh, yeah, we're going to be drafting that shit and uh, check us out on the socials. <laughs> Drafting that shit. <laughs> oh, it's been just, you know, just a cliff. <laughs> We've just been kind of just cruising off a cliff, rolling down it. Gonna be drafting that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what's happening uh, next week. Check us out. Um, comment on the socials. We will we will message you back if you hit us up on Instagram or Facebook. And we might get our Twitter going again. Oh, it's not even called Twitter it's now. X. It's X. Yeah. We might get our X going again. We might again. start Xing y'all. <laughs> Send us an X. <laughs> Send us an X video. <laughs> How is this not going to turn into some porn thing? <laughs> Old Musky. It's just he's crazy. The, the brilliance of the stupidity is awesome. Of Elon. Oh, man. All right. So, yeah, uh, we're going to catch you up next week. Zach, get us out of here. Bye-bye.